Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda is in Zephyr B. This is season 25 for me and season 21 for Amanda. And this is day nine of season 93. Our first question asks for the word for a certain type of pigment that is a homonym for a body of water. Uh, so I had no idea on this. I, I searched and searched for some other way in, and I tried to look at the words that Thorsten wasn't using, and I just, uh, and then I just kind of went through bodies of water, and the first thing I had in the box was lake. Mm -hmm. Lake, okay. And here's a, a weird little blind spot I have in my, uh, my word knowledge. I do not have a, like, reflexive uh, understanding of the words homonym and homophone. Huh. Uh, which I know is strange because they're very obvious when you just look at the the, the root words. Sure. Nim versus phone. Okay, well, that's name and sounds like. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I just, I, I'm always confusing them. So I saw homonym and thought, oh, okay, so it's a word that looks, that sounds like another another word. So I was thinking lake, so it's spelled differently. So it would be like L-A-I-K, and that doesn't sound right. L-A-Y-K, no, L-A-E-K, no, that, none of that sounds right. So I, so I tried thinking of uh, words for bodies of water that might have different spellings that would sound about the same. And sure. I finally kind of landed on Brook. Because I hmm. thought, you know, because uh, it's when it's a person's name, there's an E at the end. So maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe it's like that, or maybe there's a U involved or something like that in the pigment version. So sure, I'll just I'll go with Brooke. Yeah, so for this one, um, I certainly didn't know it by this definition that's given in the question. So I was left to think of bodies of water and what could be associated with, um, and uh, you know, some kind of dye or pigment. Um, and what I realized in doing so, after going through, you know ocean, lake, pond, river, stream, creek, you know, all these different things, um, I realized this is a stealth food question hmm. because lake is a kind of food coloring that you'll sometimes see listed on, you know, processed food ingredients. Really? Um, and so, huh. yeah, there's a, a lake blue or lake red or something. Like there okay. are a couple different, um, you know, if, if you look down... Like candy, you know, that kind of thing when you have a bright color or whatever. Um, and so that's one where I kind of took the food score for people into account a little bit, uh, even if this is probably more of a science or even a language question. Um, it has also got this food and drink element. Um, and so once I had kind of recollected that from, you know, thinking about the different uh, you know, that that was my first thought about the context in which this could be being used, especially in everyday life, because, you know, when you think about a, a type of dye or pigment, food is probably one of the places where, you know, it might be likely to be noticed or be, you know, kind of enter people's knowledge or, or language or whatever. Um, but in any case... Um, once I remembered that lake is used in that context, um, that's I, I was pretty sure that was it. So that's what I put down. Hmm. I don't think I've ever heard that. 
it's a, yeah, check out a box of, I don't know, nerds or, <laughs> um, or maybe like, uh, spree or something like that. Something with a bright color, mm-hmm. um, as part of the, maybe even M&M, maybe even M&Ms as part of, um, M&Ms, I feel fairly certain it's just like red dye and yellow dye number, whatever and such. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they just have numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's. I don't know if it's the most common thing, but it's definitely I've seen on more than one type of product. Interesting. And Lake was the correct answer. Good job. Thank I, you. I feel. I, I'm I wondering how hard feel, that'll play now. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of feel bad for talking myself out of it. Well, yeah. But at the same time, it was just kind of a random like. Here's the first body of water I thought of. Mm-hmm. So it could have as easily been ocean, and then I corrected that. So. Well, yeah, I mean, if it de- if the answer is going to pivot on your knowledge of food and mm. drink, yeah, you know that's that's a tougher one I know for you. Yeah. Question two gives us a list of several NFL players and asks, what statistical category have they led the league in over the last nine seasons? Yeah, so the only one of these that I really recognized, and I I haven't been following pro football very much for a long time, although my version of doing so is much like I do with like the BBC international news headlines. Like I have dead spin in my RSS reader just in case it might occasionally glean me something about sports that I can then mm-hmm. um, be aware of for, for things like learned league, but also just to not feel like I'm, you know, totally out of the loop on uh, goings on in, in the country, in the world. Mm-hmm. Um but I, you know, I recognize Richard Sherman, uh, uh, like he's kind of stood out to me as a bit of a personality, I guess. Um, mm. And so I recognized his name more than these other ones. Um, but I couldn't remember like what position he necessarily played. Like I, you know, it, it's that's that's a level of detail I don't have mm. on lock. So um, I just thought, well, um you know, if you're going to talk about leading the league in a category, sort of like what's the most basic thing you could lead in, and I thought of rushing yards. You know, I, not knowing what position these these guys play, I was just kind of grasping at possibilities. So I thought that seemed like a simple one. Like it, it's not going to be, um, you know, something super hyper-specific. It's going to be mm. something that's, a basic like yeah passing yards rushing yards passes catches yeah it's not it's not going to be yards after initial contact on the left side of the of the field on a tuesday right yeah like that's it's not going to be something like that so uh, i just put down rushing yards just to have something that sounded football like sure. uh yeah same for me as far as which one of those i recognized <laughs> i believe he's in subway ads yeah. Um, and I I knew he was a defender. Okay. What I didn't know whether was whether he was a frontline defender, uh, which would be a person who got a lot of tackles and sacks in particular, oh, sure, yeah. or whether he was more of a cornerback safety kind of defender and would therefore get a lot of interceptions. So uh-huh. I was essentially flipping a coin between sacks and interceptions because I figured those are the two main ones that you're going to ask about. Sure, sure. Uh, so I, I landed on sacks. Okay. Unfortunately, the correct answer is interceptions. Yeah. yeah. Darn it anyway. Yeah. 
Uh, question three asks us to give the acronym for the main international organization that facilitates financial transaction and payments between banks. Uh, in particular, it is also an adjective uh, that you can use to positively describe the transaction. So I'm thinking, okay, what's an adjective to describe a wire transfer? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And, I, and I was, so I'm thinking smooth, easy, rapid, quick, quick transfer. Wait a minute. Transfer, it would have a T on it. And uh, it doesn't, and transfer does not appear in the question. Transaction does, which kind of mm. made me think, wait. I've heard of this. Mm -hmm. It's got a T in it. It's like fast, but it's not. It's quick. Swift. 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 Yeah, that's a thing. I I, I've seen swift in all caps when talking about financial transactions. So, yeah, let's go with that. Let's say swift. Okay. Uh, for my part, I, you know, I had the same train of thought, but I apparently have not heard this in enough context to have set it down into memory. Um, I thought, you know, the most important thing about facilitating financial transactions maybe would be that they're fair, like mm -hmm. the speed of them okay. didn't really come into my mind as okay. a possible adjective that is positive because it seems... You know, I guess in my mental hierarchy, uh, the idea of them being like accurate or fair or correct is more important mm. right. <laughs> than than their speed. Um, although that is important too, so I, I perhaps should have broadened my consideration there. Um, but I ended up putting down fair just because I I didn't really know. Reasonable. It was swift. Oh. I'm surprised I got that. Nice job. Yeah. Question four asked us, uh, what man? coined the term cult of personality during a 1956 speech about Stalin. Right. Um, so this really just had me thinking about which were the Soviet leaders that followed after Stalin relatively closely. Um, and the one that came to mind first was Khrushchev. Um, and I kind of had to go through and think about some of the others. Like, you know, I know that like, Yeltsin and Gorbachev were too late, um, and obviously not Putin. Um, and so going before that, I was like, you know, Sakharov, Andropov, like who, you know, could I think of anybody who is plausibly or more plausible for that time frame um, that might be making that speech? I thought, no, Khrushchev was pretty known for his um, kind of uh, dramatic speechifying i feel like um he was was he not the guy who wrapped his shoe on the yep. the table is that the, the un i'm trying yep. to think yeah so um that kind of you know also fit in with um using a term like cult of personality and um and, and giving a, a very sort of um vehement i guess mm. and speech like that so um i thought you know he's He's definitely near that time frame. If I haven't got it exactly right, at least it, I won't sound dumb. And so I put down Khrushchev. Uh, during the that terrific year that I had movie pass and also <laughs> didn't have much to do at work a lot of days, uh, one of the movies that I snuck off and saw was The Death of Stalin. Ah. Uh, which was a very, very, very good movie. Uh, mm. And 
funny in places it shouldn't have been and mm -hmm. moving in places that it should have. Uh, and uh, one of its many stars was Steve Buscemi oh. as Nikita Khrushchev. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I remember at the time kind of looking up, like, what happened to all the people in this movie eventually? Mm. And Khrushchev was Stalin's successor, but I, I want to say not directly, because um, there was kind of no one really thoroughly as in charge as Stalin was, and Khrushchev would become, and then mm. and Dropov, and then Gorbachev, and then uh, there it, it really was the kind of the post-Stalin was kind of the least singular dictatory time of the Soviet Union. Okay. Um, but Khrushchev eventually consolidated his power and, uh, you know, with this secret speech, uh, mm -hmm. really mm -hmm. sort of uh, be became the central figure of the uh, Communist Party of the Soviet Union at that point, as I recall. Uh, so I was very sure that this was Khrushchev. And that was the correct answer. Could you spell it correctly? I did not. I missed the middle H. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I hope that'll still be marked. Correct. Oh, it, it almost certainly will. That yeah. uh, because actually the those four middle consonants S H C H mm -hmm. are a single letter in that's, Cyrillic. That's right. They are. Uh, and it is generally transcribed as sh sh. Yeah. Uh, and pronounced that way, but it is often elided into simply a sh or mm. a sh sort True. of sound. So. Yeah, depending on it where would, you hail from, mm -hmm. your borscht yeah. might be yep. borscht or borscht yeah, or borscht. I, I believe borscht, well, generally in English is SCH, not SHCH. It, yeah, it, be, yeah. it depends. But, but yeah, yeah. again, that's in English. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. yeah, in English. Um, it definitely is different in, I believe, Ukrainian and mm -hmm. Russian and so yeah. on. It's a, it's, a, it's a funny little letter that they have there. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, you don't a, have a, lot it's of a tough letters. one to kind of get your mouth yeah. around as you a non-speaker. You don't have a lot of letters that are in separate syllables. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That one very generally is. So. Yes, indeed. So the, the correct answer was Khrushchev. Yes. Uh, question five gives us the names of uh, seven mathematics problems that were in need of solving in May of 2000. And each carried a $1 million award for its solution. So we were asked to name the set. So I missed the big hint uh, that this was in May 2000. I don't know that it really would have helped uh. if I'd been able to zero in on it. I knew it had like a like a kind of grandiose name, but not like a super grandiose name. Like Not, not like the ultimate problems or... <laughs> You know, the greatest math or something like that. It was like the something problem. Well, you're going to love my wrong answer. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so I kind of thought like, are these like the, the major things that math sees as sort of the last things that are going to be kind of, you know, the last major things that are going to be figured out? Mm. Like, um, so I, I, after really trying to bounce a lot of words off my brain to see if it fit because I knew I'd heard of these. Um, I went with the, the final problems, which that's yeah, I know. problematic. Shall I know. we say? Need I to know. go with. I know. Um, yeah, it did not occur to me until after I submitted that. Well, no, because <laughs> then logically, uh, the answers to those would be the final solutions. Yes. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> I uh, went with that. I see. Yeah, this one I I didn't know, and I I 
in retrospect, I may have heard of uh, this name, probably in some long ago watching of an episode of Nova or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but I didn't know it. And so I thought um, the, the, the purported clue that I uh, zeroed in on, so to speak, mm-hmm. was the classic heptad. I thought classic must be a reference to something mm. that this set of seven things was named in reference or making an allusion sure. to some other thing that people would be familiar with. And I thought, well, these are, if these have a $1 million award for their solution, then they must be pretty, it must be a pretty grand thing, I suppose, to solve them. And so I thought, you know, very cleverly that perhaps mathematicians had gone ahead and called these the Magnificent Seven. (laughs) And in retrospect, I may get a best wrong answer for that. I don't know. But um, I just I thought, you know, that would be sort of elegant if they Mm -hmm. had Mm -hmm. had had called them that. And I thought that might, you know, if nothing else, I thought I found myself clever uh, to name it that. So. One, That's one of what the I few with. best wrong answers that could genuinely be an actual answer. I, you know. Which probably disqualifies it. If they would like to pay me a million dollars to rename <laughs> them that for my cleverness, they may do so. Uh, well, it turns out they were the Millennium Problems or the Millennium Prize Problems. Yeah, and I do think I have heard of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, yeah, a lot have. of these things I've heard of in retrospect. Yeah. It's, um, And again, almost certainly an episode of nova that i watched to fill some time at some point you know possible i don't know these these things in particular are fairly esoteric so Mm -hmm. i don't know how i don't know how down to earth you could really make a tv show about them and yet i've watched tv shows about math problems especially since they haven't been solved like well most of them i I think a couple of them have Okay. Yeah, a couple of them have, but but even those, I mean, the 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 solutions on those are insane. It's it's not yeah. It's not like you know the p versus np problem. Oh well, that was solved. Yeah, it, it's it's p six and p four. P wins. <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> the p versus np problem is a, you know a, a proof that would drive a normal human being insane, like oh, yes. seeing Cthulhu. Right. No, and I well, I did recently read some. Um, what was the mathematician? Um, I read about him in the New Yorker, who kind oh, of yeah, yeah. solved a bunch of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. difficult problems in a very amazing and elegant yeah. way. What and was his it, name? I, I don't remember. But then, and then he kind of disappeared. Yes, he yeah. kind of just dropped off the the face of the earth and mm-hmm. became a hermit, and yeah. leaving his wife and family. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, um, you have to remember that when a mathematician says this is an elegant solution. What he, mm-hmm. what they mean is, I understand this. Mm-hmm. Not you, normal people understand this. Oh no, of course, yeah. No, I. Yeah. No, it means that they it, that it solves it in a sort mm-hmm. of, you know, appropriate way somehow. Right. But yeah. So, anyway, mm-hmm. question six asks us for a term as defined by TLC. A guy who thinks he's fly is also known as a buster. Finally, we're back in solid ground here. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is a scrub, yeah. and that's from their song "No Scrubs." Yeah, and that's that. Yep. Like that's it's very yuckyoid, but I think it's gonna I, I think it's gonna have a good get rate because oh yeah, people people heard of this one. Yeah. So 
I assume you also put that oh, down. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And also it's TLC, so it's either going to be Waterfalls or Scrubs. Pretty much. They had other songs, but those no are the scrubs, two. Though. Well, yes. Those <laughs> are the two that have entered the the lexicon, the history, mm. the, you know. Mm-hmm. The, they, those are the two classic TLC songs. Wasn't there, did they have one that was Let's Talk About Sex or was that Salt and Peppa? I, uh, I think it might have been uh, Salt and Peppa, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this this was definitely a, yeah, was a gimme. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I feel like there's another TLC song that was kind of their breakout hit. And then mm-hmm. Waterfalls was the big Yeah, but Waterfalls smash. was, yeah. And I, and those yeah, scrubs. Waterfalls and No Scrubs were, were really the 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 er TLC songs. Yeah. Yeah, so that left me with a whole three on the day. Ditto. Sigh. Yeah. Um, I mean, at least I, I think I'm glad to have gotten Lake. I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Again, that one I kind of cross-referenced to people's food, you know, scores. yeah. yeah. Uh, but I did feel like I, I gave it a three and a two, so mm-hmm. I didn't think I'd play that easily. Yep. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe should have factored in the guessability a little bit more, but Lake is a weird thing to call that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, that would, was guessable in the sense that there's only so many bodies of water, mm-hmm. and that's one of the <laughs> big ones, sure. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. And that's... That's one where I, uh, I, I very definitely on that one subscribe to Josh Tiger Hill's defensive philosophy of uh, never hang a three on something you don't know. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know it, you don't know how easy it is. Yeah. Like I had, I would not have thought that that was a food thing also. Mm. You know, clearly that would, to, to me, that was an art question, possibly oh. a science question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. So, I. I am glad I did not uh, emphasize that one. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how mm-hmm. that works out. Um, yeah, I, you know, I had my opponents had uh, sort of very different strengths from each other, so the other ones were not very consistent. Um, except they both had pretty good game sports, so I figured they would probably know who Richard Sherman was. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I've one or tied at least a game or two um on the strength of you know three whole correct answers so mm-hmm. hopefully i've got a decent shot at this one as well Indeed. which would be a nice birthday present for me <laughs> so that's it for today tune in tomorrow for more post game analysis and remember don't forfeit don't cheat